podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. We've been looking at church from the moment the resurrected Jesus said to his disciples, go and wait in Jerusalem. And we've been looking from that moment then, the Holy Spirit arrived, the church began to grow exponentially. And then, of course, we saw different converts. We saw Paul get saved. We saw his then rejection as he went out and about preaching and teaching people about the Lord Jesus. The gospel, in essence, was being rejected, not so much Paul. And the towns were almost running him out so that he had to um, to, to leave quickly. And we've asked over these last two weeks some significant questions. We've asked, are you ready and are you rooted? And they are significant. Why? Well, because they ready us for the next steps. They ready us for the things that are coming over the next weeks and months. Physically, of course, as restrictions are lifted from this horrendous pandemic, which is still very prevalent uh, throughout the world. But also spiritually, as we've had time to, I guess, reset, we've had time to just put our priorities in order. Things that we never thought would stop had to stop. Things that we never thought would change had to change. And we've learnt some different behaviours, I guess, over the past months and year or so as it's been. But also, church, we've seen, haven't we, how God can work in the seemingly impossible. We've seen that God can do the impossible. If we weren't sure before, we definitely are now, that God can do and he can work in the seemingly completely and utterly impossible. And I've thought and we've thought over the past weeks and months how ready we are to get out there and to share the gospel, to to love on people as we did before this all happened in, in a physical sense. But we're able to do that over these weeks and months as restrictions are eased again, that we can get back that desire, that fire in our bellies to love people, to serve people, to put people first in order that they can just see just a, a glimpse of the love that we've received from our Heavenly Father. And simply, and I think sometimes we overcomplicate sharing our faith, but simply... We share our faith by showing how we are loved, by putting people first, by sharing, by giving, by just serving people and loving on them. That simply then, that we show our faith in the Lord by the way that we live. And then the conversations naturally arise because people want to know what's going off. It's not us, it's him. And we get these, these opportunities to show people, sharing our faith. Really, we simply just have to love God, love his people. And, and naturally, our faith shows itself, doesn't it? Let's not overcomplicate it. It's simple. We see how that, how that plays out in Scripture. 
So as we sort of ask these questions, as we've done over the past couple of weeks, I want to continue for us to, to get ready, if you like. I want to continue in that vein. Um, it takes some people far longer to get ready than others. Um, it's been very simple to get ready, hasn't it? Joggers, t-shirt, sofa. Um, and things have slowly progressed into uh, joggers, shirt, sofa. Um, but you know, as times are going to have it, we're going to have to wear jeans or, or trousers or things that are probably a little bit more appropriate for going outside on a day-to-day -day basis. And things are progressing. So that allows us to just get in our minds that we do indeed need to be ready. So I want to ask another one or two questions, if you'll allow me. What should we love and how should we love? Now, forgive me um, for asking them as though we weren't sure. What should we love and how should we love? But work with me as I, as I just lay the foundation. We're going to have a look at John chapter 15, um, verse 1 through 13. I've got my NIV Bible with me, um, as always, and uh, I'm just going to go from 1 through 13. It's a fantastic passage of scripture as Jesus just tells his disciples and helps them to understand what love is and how love works, what love is in action. And it's detailed, titled in the NIV, The Vine and the Branches. It says this, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. While you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's quite a stark verse, isn't it? If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is uh, thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love as no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. And as always, we pray that the Lord might bless the reading of his word as we've done that together. So firstly, we've already asked the simple questions. What should we love and how should we love? And the vine and the branches passage, the teaching, really helps us to see how God intends it for us to be, how God intends it for us to function on a day-to-day -day basis. Firstly, and most importantly, of course, we have to be in him. And as we've shared the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ, we've had that opportunity to see that God loved us enough to give his very best in the Lord Jesus. And we have an opportunity 
to say sorry for the sin in our life. He's dealt with that sin on the cross, but we have to say sorry for it. We have to accept it, acknowledge it and allow God to deal with it through Jesus on the cross. And then as we do that, then we're then encouraged to remain in me, as the word says in verse four. He says we have to remain. We can't go it alone. It's quite clear, isn't it? In verse five, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, the word says, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Simply then, that if we keep in the word, if we keep praying, if we keep praising, if we keep worshipping, then we remain. But if we don't, well, then we're pretty useless. Because if we don't remain, the word's really clear. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we're to remain in all that God has set out for us, all that Jesus has done for us. We have the complete canon of scripture. We have uh, uh, lungs to be able to worship him. We have the ability to be able to pray an open line of communication to our Heavenly Father. We pray in the Spirit through the Lord Jesus to our Heavenly Father. What a, what a blessing and a privilege that is for us as Christians, as his church. It's magnificent. Things we shouldn't take for granted. Things we shouldn't just think happen. They, they've happened because God has enabled it to be. And that's a real privilege for us. We want to be, don't we, church, effective for him. And it starts with our heart. It begins here. It starts with our heart, with our heart's focus, with its desire, its resilience, I guess, and its passion to put God first in every part of our life, to grow in our relationship with him. The vine and the branches text is really, really good because it allows us to see that it's a it's a relationship that's happening. We're seeing how Jesus is with God, how God is with Jesus and our relationship with then with the Lord Jesus Christ, that through him we have this relationship with God and it all works. But but centrally, God has to be there. He has to be the centre of all that we do. There's so many things happen on a day to day basis. We have so many things going through our heads, whether it be family, whether it be friends, whether it be work, whether it be just trying to to get up and to get on. There are so many different things that happen inside of all of those things. And we have to remain focused and we have to keep God in the very centre of all that we do. We're encouraged by the word, for that to be how we live our life. We're to love God then as he has loved us and to love the world, to love the lost, the broken, as he has loved you and I. The Lord shows us very clearly in John 3 verse 16 and 17 that he loved us enough, that God loved us enough to give his very best in the Lord Jesus, not to condemn us, but to save the world through him. 
And that is incredible because that is our, our starting point. We know who we are because of those verses. We know who we are because of what God has done for us. We know who we are because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. As we've experienced, as we've seen, and we've had the joy of accepting Christ as our Lord and Saviour, we've also experienced the promised Holy Spirit at the moment of our salvation in order to help us so that we understand then that when we see these words that we have to remain in him and that with a, apart from him we can do nothing that we get in our mind we're not on our own though that we have the Holy Spirit the helper we have the Holy Spirit to guide us to to draw us to the word and to teach us and to push us forward to keep that fire in our bellies, to keep our hearts focused on God. But two then, there's a significant way that we look at verse 9 and 10 for us to grasp that as we call God, the Lord Jesus, Lord, that that is so vitally important because we can't just say Lord and then not live our life with him as Lord of our life. So we're talking about God being in the centre of everything that we do. And then we say, Lord, now we have to live like he is our Lord, the Lord of our life. Listen to verse nine and ten. He says, As the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. Jesus is telling us that we have to live in such a way that we keep him as the centre of all that we do. We keep the commands that he's shown us. The word is very clear how we should live, what we should be doing. It's an incredible life tool. It shows us what's right and what's wrong. It teaches us how to behave, how to act with people. It's an incredible thing for us to be focused on that we do as the Lord has called us to do. There aren't things in here to put us in harm's way. The word encourages us and shows us how to live essentially, which is very a common phrase at the moment, that we live our best life. That's what we're called to do. The word has been telling us that for millennia. This is how we live our best life with God in the very centre of everything that we do. Don't get distracted by what the world says is your best life. Know that your best life is absolutely saved, redeemed, set free because of what the Lord Jesus has done for us with God in the very centre of everything that we do. That's it right there. The Bible's been very clear for years and years and years. And at the moment, society's trying to catch up with that. Now, I also know that it's not always easy or agreeable to walk in the Lord's will. When we look through the word, sometimes we think, oi, that's tough. Sometimes when the Lord asks us to do something, when we, we just can't get these things out of our mind, we feel like we're being told that this is what we must do. We find it sometimes difficult to step in the Lord's will. We pray, Lord, show me your will. But also we should pray, Lord, help me to walk in it. Because often we can see his will and think, mm, that ain't for me. And but, but listen, he's been very clear with us that we should walk too in what God has called us to do. Now, I'm not sure that I'm completely on my own. 
when I say that it's not always easy or agreeable to walk in the Lord's will. A moment of silence while you reflect. But it isn't, is it? I mean, I might be on my own or, or well, me and Jonah. Um, <laughs> but, but it isn't always easy to walk in the Lord's will, to do as he's called us to do. But as we call him Lord, we trust him, which is why we call him Lord. We also have faith that tells us that he's in control to understand that he knows what's best. He knows what the next steps should be for us in our day to day walk with him. That's what calling him Lord means. That's what faith means, being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And we're going to have a look at this even more as a church if you're able to tune in on Wednesday evening at 7pm on our YouTube uh, page. You'll be able to um, have a look at uh, the Bible study which we're going, to, we're going to cover Peter and Cornelius and we're going to see this phrase, but Lord, and we'll get to understand that a little bit more clearly. I, I, don't, uh, I make no apologies for, for plugging Bible study on Wednesday evenings. It's very important for us to look into the word together and to study. But our desire then, as we go back to the word now, our desire is to be fruitful. Of course we want to bear fruit. You know, we've all seen those fruit trees that, that don't bear fruit. And I'm talking about the physical ones. And yes, they look nice, but they're pretty pointless, really. What we want out of a pear tree is pears, isn't it? Or an apple tree is apples. It's really simple. And we think about that on our day to day, that we don't want to be a fruitless fruit tree. We want to be fruitful. We want to be bearing fruit. We want to be laden down our branches so heavy, don't we? As we bear fruit, showing who we are, loving people, serving people, giving, that our heart's focus is God in the centre. That's how we want to be. Our desire is to be fruitful to be spiritually active and alive. We want to be effective for God on a day-to-day -day basis. And I'm not just saying these things because they fill time. These are important things for us to think about as his church. We want to be effective for him. We want to be active. We want to be spiritually alive. We want to be pressing forward. We want to be focused and driven. That's how we're going to push things forward. That's how God is going to use us in order to grow his church, which he said he's going to do. The gates of hell aren't going to stand against it. So my lacklustre uh, apathy is not going to hold him back. But I want to be the person who's active, who's pushing forward so that God can use me and that we are pushing forward the gospel for him. Isn't that what we want? We want to be fruitful. God has obviously shown us the perfect way, but by walking it, uh, but walking in it for us isn't always easy. I mean, again, let's be honest. Some people aren't easy to love, are they? And I don't say that flippantly. It's true. Some people aren't easy to love. Ah, um, the, the way that we are compared to how they are, we just sometimes can be polar opposites, and that can be really tough. Some days, naturally, because we are who we are, we don't always feel like loving. Sometimes the biggest goal is to get out of bed. Don't think you're alone in that. Sometimes the biggest goal is to just get up and to get dressed. 
Sometimes achieving things might just mean making yourself a decent meal. Listen, we know it's hard. We all experience these moments. But if we want to focus on what God's got planned for us, what God's got in store for us, he encourages us to look into his word, to draw close to him and to feel that love that he has for us, to know his presence with us so that we can push forward, that we can move on. We don't want to be naive, church. We don't want to be misguided. And sometimes the truth is that as we're reading these passages, that a pruning may well be needed, that things have to be cut off, that we've lost our focus, we've lost our drive because something's got in the way and it needs to be removed. And also we should be brave enough, have faith enough to say, God, let's remove that. You deal with it. I can't. You need to deal with it, Lord, and allow him to do that. We have to trust that God knows what he's doing. And that really is faith in action right there to know and to ask him to deal with it so that we can push forward. Verse 12 and 13, let's just have a look, say, my command is this. Jesus says, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for his friends. Putting others first, loving the unlovable, serving others, sharing the gospel with all who will listen. You know, Philippians 4.13, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but it's I can through him. If you shorten it down, if you highlight those pieces, I can through him. You Sometimes we get up. I do, you do. It's just how it is. We get up out of bed and I can't. I just can't. Listen, Philippians 4.13, I can through him. Lord, help me. I can through him. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can through him. Remember, God gave the Lord Jesus Christ even though we didn't love him, even though we didn't deserve him, even though, as we see from the word, that we hated the Lord Jesus, so much so that we would crucify him. Listen, that's love. That's love for a people who really don't want loving. That's love for a people who just want to hate. And how... Does that happen for us on a day to day? How do we get past and push through and focus on the love that God has got for uh, that God has got for us? It starts with our heart. That's where it starts. It starts here. We desire our desire is to be passionate for Jesus in our relationship with our loving God so that we can be effective for him as we move forward on our journey to glory. We want to be effective for him. So let's go. Let's not hang about. Let's push forward. Let's know the word. Let's understand the word. Let's soak it up. Let's know it. Let's live it so that we're able to focus, that we're able to press forward with God at the very centre of everything that we do. And then we can expect incredible things. Why? Well, because he is able. I can through him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just 
thank you today for your word. Father, we thank you for its encouragement. We thank you, Lord, for its blessing. And I just pray, Lord, that you would help us to keep you at the very centre of everything that we do, to know and understand that it starts with our heart, that we have to focus on you, that we have to put you first in everything that we do. And Father, as we understand what you've spoken through your word to us today, that, Father, that we can just grasp that we can through you, that we can through him. Father, just help us just enable us to just keep focused on you. We just thank you, Lord, for your love, Father, for your grace, Father, for your mercy. We tell you today, Lord, that we love you, but Lord, we know that is only possible because you first loved us. So, Father, as we continue now in our worship together as your church, just be with us, bless us, encourage us, we ask. And again, Lord, keep us safe over these coming days and weeks ahead as things begin to lift and change. Be with us, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.